You're listening to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast series for creative entrepreneurs, freelancers, and those ready to learn how to do what they want. I'm your host, Jordan Heffler. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Do What You Want Radio. I am sitting here with Teresa Mathern of Teresa Elizabeth Photography in New Orleans, and I'm eating a waffle, and I just dipped my um, headphones in my coffee on accident. So if that gives you any idea of how this morning is going, you might hear some munging in the background, but I hope you can deal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> you're welcome. And you're so professional showing up and so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I dressed today, y'all. You look great. Before 9 o'clock. It is one of the things that just doesn't happen often. So. Yeah. I managed to put on some concealer over my zits, and we're working on it. It's I think I might have forgot that step, but you look great. You're at very, least I'm dressed. You're radiant. You look great. Well, and normally for the podcast, like anyone else that's come over can probably attest that I look homeless, but um, I have places to go after this, so I put on concealer. Perfect. Um, so tell me a little bit about your photography business and how you got started doing what you do. Well, I opened my business in Lafayette in 2012, and then I moved to... Luling, which is outside of New Orleans, um, in January of 2016. So that was also like a big learning curve, like moving in the middle of like opening a business. Um, but I started in 2004, my senior year of high school, we had to do this little senior project Mm -hmm. and I did it on photography. And that was kind of when digital was making and Photoshop was kind of making an appearance in mm-hmm. the professional photography world. So I actually learned how to shoot on film with one of the local photographers in Luling. Shout out Debbie Kindler. And she was my mentor throughout the whole process. Um, so I really got to learn everything from her. And my project was essentially based on film versus digital and how you can use Photoshop to enhance a photo. Whereas with film, whatever you shoot is what you get. Right, back, and, back and Photoshop that, is literally just like time. in the dark room, like putting your hand over the, the light, right. and that's like you're dodging and burning. Yeah. Yeah, we did so. film at LSU, but I never got to do color film, and I'm so jealous of anyone who ever got to work in color film, which I guess um, I could always pick it up, but it's kind of irrelevant It's not now. like riding a bike. I'm, I'm just starting to dive into film again, and it's definitely something that I have to pretty much relearn. Yeah. So I, that's good. I remember there was a lot of, like, math and chemistry involved, and those are two of my weak points yeah I'm definitely not a math person either (laughs) yeah and like the zone system and all that like I don't really use any of that anymore but at the time learning I was like this is photography you have to do all this math all the time and even now like shooting film I don't develop my own stuff like I send it to Mm. the lab and get my scans back so it's hard to have like a dark room Unless you have, like, a house where you can have a dark room. And, and I all the chem- My house the chemicals is flooded and- with natural light, so that would not work for me. lovely. Well, you see where I live. It's kind of a hole, but... But it's, um, I love it. Well, when I was doing stuff in my Remainder Reminder uh, series that I have up right now at the Shaw Center, it it's not like it's working with film, but it's not, because I'm not, like, developing anything, developing anything, but I'm using peel-apart film, like, Fuji f- peel-apart film. I saw all that film. stuff. It- yeah. It's incredible. Oh, thanks. It's, You're welcome. It's super fun, but I had to do some of it in the dark, so I was literally, like, using my toilet as, like, a table because that's the only room in my house that's, that's like, like, pitch black. Yeah. yeah, and so I was, like, this is so methy. I feel like I'm, like, doing a meth lab. I'm, like, in the bathroom. <laughs> there's, like, a toilet, and I'm, like, rolling, like, Fujifilm. There's, like, chemicals, and I'm, like, this is... Oh, my gosh. Uh, and that used to happen when I lived in the sorority house. I used to have to, like, convert our washroom into a dark room and I'd have to put a sign on it and be like don't come in here and girls would come in there I'm like don't come in here like I'm developing you're ruining my film <laughs> uh, but um yeah I mean those days are kind of irrelevant now it's it's fun to do film but did you ever like shoot weddings and stuff on film um I have recently that is impressive and it's amazing tell me all about that so what's crazy now I feel like so many people are developing their digital photographs like their raw files to emulate oh yeah film photos i love throwing some grain on there (laughs) so i was like well why don't i just take out my old film it's a medium format camera it's a pentax 645 um it does not have autofocus so i have to Mm -hmm. manually use the focus ring to get it where i want it Mm -hmm. um and sometimes i miss which is very unfortunate because in film you don't know until later (laughs) right so that kind of I'm a little rusty on that but I'm working on it um that's part of like the quirks of it though but the coloring and the texture that you get just from the what you shoot in the camera for film is like amazing Mm -hmm. it's so forgiving on skin 
It, like, takes out a lot of work. For It costs more to do. But you're really not editing anything. No, you're not. I'm not. Like, whatever I get out it of is the camera is. is beautiful. I yeah. don't have to touch it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's so funny because we talk about this like, like why it's like revolutionary, that? right? As like, we talk about this like as revolutionary, but right. this is how it was forever. I'm always like in awe of like vintage concert photography because I know how hard it is to shoot digitally, and I rely so much on post processing with concert stuff because like you really have to like shoot in low light and yeah, that right there. But that... on film, like those old school photographers shooting like Zeppelin on film, I'm like, how did you even do that? Like, yeah, how? What, and like, like you walk away and you don't know. Right. What you got. Well, and then it's like, you hear these stories, like, I just saw a documentary about Jimi Hendrix, um, and they were talking about how they had just found all, it was video, but it was film from uh, Monterey Pop Festival, no, the Atlanta Pop Festival, whatever, and he performed, and like, it was like this film, <laughs> this video footage of him performing was like in someone's barn for like 30 years. They just wow. found it. Like. And just like... How do you just find that? Well, I guess because when you shoot film, if it's not for... An assi- and I kind of have the same problem now with digital files. If it's not for a paid cl- a paying client, like if it's not like this is due next week because so-and-so paid me and they need it, I'll forget about it. I have raw photos from trips I took um, three years ago. Can talk about how I went to Italy last night and I still have done nothing That's what I'm saying. any of because those? Because when you do personal work, it never is at I the keep forefront. saying I'm going to work like personal work into my workflow. It's hard. But I'll let you know... When I actually do that. Well, because we live on a hamster wheel of who's paying me and what is it for. And right. then you wake up and it's been like five years. And, and everyone like, else's stuff becomes more important than yours. Mm-hmm. Which, I guess, good thing for your clients, but bad thing for when you want to just work on your own stuff. Well, sorry, I'm like choking on a frozen waffle. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to the Target Ego knockoff. Um, so, but that's like the whole balance of being an artist that's also a business owner and I think that's a hard thing because when you're an artist you're just making art and it's great and it's fun and you're doing it for yourself but you might not make any money but you could I mean you could be like Andy Warhol or something you're just making stuff and then someone buys all of it and then you're you know making money doing it or you can be a business owner where you're making all commissioned pieces like you're working for hire like you're doing it all because someone hired you to come but it's hard to do both because one usually takes over the other and it's usually money that I feel like is the driving factor. Well, I definitely think that in the recent, like over the last year and a half, I was searching for something to do that wasn't photography related at all because mm-hmm. I find that because of the whole paying client, this and that, like even shooting for myself, I wasn't working on them. So it was like, what's the point? So I was like, I need to find something else that's going to give me a creative outlet that mm-hmm. isn't photography related that I would never want to make money at just for fun so I started like mixing drinks Ooh, like (laughs) bartender Teresa um so I'm like a wannabe mixologist as a hobby that's cool and I actually have a bunch of drinks that I have photographed after I make them and they're so pretty and I was going to put them all together and do like a summer blog post on like summer cocktail recipes but I just that haven't. Would kill it on Pinterest. I haven't gotten it together yet. That would kill it on Pinterest, and it would bring all the SEO to your website, and everyone would hire you, and you'd be like rich. And Pinterest famous. is something I'm planning on working on in April because that's a whole another beast. I Pinterest, haven't even attacked yet. I haven't talked about Pinterest on the podcast yet. I don't think, but Pinterest is like so underrated for photographers because when I used to be on Pinterest, like in college, it was just like this is a cute chevron pillowcase. Let me put it on my. It board. was more like DIY <laughs> hacks. Yeah, and I'd be like, this is, like, it was like, kind of, Tumblr was kind of the same way. Were you a Tumblr kid? I had it, but I used it maybe for, like, a month, and then I was like, I was hardcore Tumblr, like, in high school, and it was the same kind of thing. I was, like, a live journal kid. Do you remember live journal? I never Or MySpace? Yeah, I was big on MySpace, but live live journal, I remember that, but I think that was a little before me, because I remember hearing about it, but I never, like, was on it. Oh, my gosh, I live journaled like crazy. Tumblr was kind of like Pinterest, but Pinterest is a more organized version, because I would just get on there and see all these, because I was always artistic, and I liked photography, but it was just cool photos, so I'd be like, I'm going to reblog this. And, like, it's, like, retweeting. You know, you just, like, reblog it. And then it goes in your feed. It's not your photo, but it's, right. you know, something. And then Pinterest came along. I'm like, oh, it's the same thing. But, like, now I can actually find all the shit that I reblog. Because right. Tumblr is, like, a one timeline. You just have to scroll forever until you can find it again. And Tumblr, I used to, like, steal other people's photos and, like, edit them. Because that's how I practiced, like, Photoshop. And, like, at the time, you didn't think about copyright or photo credit or anything. You're just kind of like, this is my edit on her photo or whatever. And that's yeah. how we were all learning yeah. how to do stuff. But Pinterest... If you use it 
as like a business, like a photographer, it's great for photographers because it's visual content. Well, and not only that, but it's basically a search engine. Right. And SEO. Pinterest will literally spike your SEO on Google too, like on Google searches. Um, Nine times out of 10, when I Google something, some sort of Pinterest thing comes up first. Well, when I went, you were at Venture Pod yeah. a couple years ago, right? When no, I was this year, just this year at the Pontchartrain. So yeah. Mallory Whitfield, shout out to her. She's got a cool podcast. I love too. her. She actually was a guest speaker <laughs> at one of our Rising Tide meetings. In oh, New really? Mm-hmm. Well, she spoke at one of the Venture Pops a couple years ago, and she talked a lot about Pinterest, and it really got me thinking. Like, because she, I remember it flipped my perspective because she was like, "It's not a social media platform; it's a search engine." Right. And I was like, "What?" Because I, you just always think about it as being like a social thing, but then you think about it, you're like, "We're not doing anything social. I'm not talking to anyone on there. I'm just like pinning stuff." But where are all those photos coming from that I'm pinning, you know? So she was always talking about how, you know, you can use Pinterest to your advantage for your website because it's basically a free way to, like like you said, get your stuff on Google more. Um, and so, like, if you post on Instagram every day, great, but your captions and stuff, none of that's, like, search. Like, you're not – if you Google, it's not going to come up. Yeah, Instagram is terrible for searching. I Sometimes I have to look up a vendor, and I can't quite remember their name. There's no way to find them. Literally, unless you have, like, their name. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, because of that, you can, there are ways, and I talk, I teach this in, like, one of my um, online workshops, the branding authenticity one, but there's ways you can automatically have your in- Instagram posts go to Pinterest. And from there, well, don't they it's have searchable one, uh, because it's going there. Tailwind. Mm-hmm. That's Tailwind. what I use. I'm going to get all this together in April. Just watch. No, y'all come, y'all come look at me in April, and you're going to see this whole great Pinterest feed. Well, this is, I don't want this to be, like, and I mean, this might not even be cool to some people, but I actually have Pinterest pulled up right here. I went from literally like, I think like a hundred monthly views or something on Pinterest back a couple years ago. No, it was like a year ago, last January. And then I started making all these blog posts on my website, pinning every single one. Every yeah, picture. but when you pin it, are you like pinning uh, one photo or are you doing like a rich pin that's like a group of photos with some text? I'm pinning, like if I have like a blog post like Teresa's portrait session and there's like 15 photos of you, I will pin every single photo from that blog post and then change the caption be like Baton Rouge portrait photographer or right. cute poses for, por- just change the captions and then put it on a board like your Pinterest should be mostly your content. That's what I had heard and I didn't never know that. I thought I was repinning other people's content. You can have boards for that too, but if you pin your own content, you have different boards like I have one called Do What You Want and it's all like my tips, my blog posts about tips for business. And then I'll have one that's like my chromatic business or whatever and it's like all my photography. And then and you can pin it's all kind of the same. So I can pin the same stuff across different boards. Right. But I went from, like, 100 monthly views to now I have, like, 400,000 monthly views. Oh, my gosh. And it's, like, I don't, I just, all I did was start blogging and pinning for a year. I have, like, 1.2 thousand views right now. That's still great, though. Um, it was just one of those things where, like, all it takes is, like, just doing but it. a lot of the stuff on my board isn't mine. Well, so that's where you make the switch. You can have, like, an inspiration board, and but make sure you title it, like, inspiration. Well, yeah, so I have certain boards, um, let's see, for, like, locations for engagement sessions. Right, right. And I just, it's not necessarily my pictures, but I'm just showing them locations. And it makes it easy for them when they're searching. They can Mm -hmm. just go to my Pinterest and, like, look at all those boards to get ideas versus me having a robotic template that I send them for location ideas. Well, you can start infusing that board with pictures you've taken at locations. Yeah. Just, like, fluff it. I need to. But all it does is, because whenever... Whenever someone clicks that picture, it goes to your website. And so I have, like, a collection thing for my email newsletter. Yes. And so the whole thing is, like, I'll just make a pin that says, like, three apps I like to use to edit iPhone photos. And that kind of stuff does well on Pinterest because people are searching, like, what should I do? And so if you have, like, how-to posts, then people click it and they go to your website. And then all of a sudden, like, the thing pops up and they sign up for your newsletter. And then before you know it, they could be buying, like, your online stuff or they could book you for a session, whatever. So Pinterest is super powerful, and I didn't know that. And, it and really, the longevity of your pin is it stays there, so and long. you can just keep repinning it. Like right. no one cares. It's not like people. It's not like on Instagram where someone's following you and they're like, "You posted that the other day." Pinterest, it kind of just goes into the like no one. Yeah, yeah, no one's like keeping tabs, so you can just like recycle all your content. But that's the thing. Like if I take like an Instagram photo and it goes straight to Pinterest, I can just get on Pinterest and change the, whatever the caption was because the content's already created. Like it's right. done. But now it's Googleable, if that's a word. <laughs> so. 
I don't know, that was kind of a tangent, but I, I, I love Pinterest for that, and I didn't know it was so powerful, and I've gotten people that have commented on my blog post being like, oh, I found you on Pinterest, and I'm like, that's cool, or like when I made like the gifts um, for Instagram, mm-hmm. I made like a how-to article, basically just I from... I need to read that, because I would love to make some of those. It's fun, but it's also like the Wild West, because there's no, no... Blog. Apparently, one of my, that my blog post about that comes up if you Google how to make them, and I'm like, I'm not the expert. I think it's because no one else knows what they're doing, and I don't either, but I had read another made, article about um, it. I made one of me. <laughs> this is really funny. So I was at a wedding, and the videographer, we were tucked into this one little corner because we didn't have much space, and, the, you know, the bride was getting ready, so mm-hmm. we were both, like, kind of shoulder to shoulder, and I needed to hand him something. So I, like, reached around like this, and, like, I went back to, like, give it to him, and I had, like, the double chin thing going on, <laughs> and I made this, like, weird face, so he, like, sent me the footage from it, so I made, like, a gif of myself. Love it. And I'm just, like, triple chin, like, with my eyes crossed. It's very, like, the Kim Kardashian emoji of her crying. And I like, send it to my friends it. all the time. <laughs> Turn it into content. Okay, like, if I'm super busy or, like, <laughs> drowning, which is a lot, yeah. I'll send them, like, hey, are you free to do this and this? And I send them that little... Gif. And That's cute. Like, what you think? Well, the, the gifts, answer's probably no. The gifts aren't that hard to make. It's just like Giphy is the, the thing that you do it on, and there's like no information on like how to do stuff. And I had read another article about it. And is it GIF or Jeff? I think it's GIF. So this I've is had like this the big co- debate. I know, and I've gone back and forth. I'm pretty sure it's Giphy because they actually were on the Today Show one day, and they were like talking about it with all the. the yeah, anchors. I always say GIF. Yeah, well, because GIF is like peanut butter. Right. That's I equate Jiffy to like. Yeah, but then there's like giraffe, and that's like a soft G. I don't know. The English language is on crack, so right. Um, either we way, we don't really know what we're doing. It's yeah, it's the same thing with like gyro, gyro, tomato, gyro. tomato, yeah. tomato. Yeah, that's no one, right. Does anyone say tomato? Potato, potato. Does anyone say potato? I don't know. I don't <laughs> my, think so. My boyfriend says caramel, and I say caramel. I hate caramel. I say caramel. <sighs> and then like syrup versus syrup. I say syrup. And cement versus cement. I say cement. It's because you're southern. I was raised in Arizona, so some of that stuff didn't stick. Is it snowball or snow cone? Oh, snow cone. Snowball. See, it was the snow cone because we actually had a cone. But here, y'all don't do it in cones. You do it, like, in a cup. And then some places, like, I think Plum Street does it in, like, a takeout box. Like, a little tiny takeout box. Okay, wait. I think I did that once, and, like, it bottomed out, and it got all over me. And then I went across. No. Or is it Hanson? One of them does the little tiny takeout. Is that the one that's in New Orleans across from, is it on Magazine? I went to some famous one on Magazine off Street. of Magazine. I'm terrible with <laughs> snowball places or snow cone places because I don't really eat them. I don't really care. They're too sweet. I don't enjoy them. They're a huge... Okay, in Arizona, it's like 120 degrees. You're going to hate me. I just said I don't enjoy it's snowballs. It's fine. We, hopefully, people listening are all from Louisiana. That's the goal because if you're all from Louisiana, then this is pointless. Um, but, no, in, in Arizona, it'd be like 120 degrees on the playground at recess, and they would literally have, like, 50-cent snow cone Fridays, and it was, like, a big thing. You brought 50 cents, and they'd, it was served in a cone. How do you eat it before it melts? Oh, you just, I mean, you're, like, 10, so it's easy. You just, like, <laughs> now it takes me, like, an hour to eat anything right. cold, because I have, like, grandma teeth. <laughs> Same! <laughs> like, it literally it's takes so me, sensitive. like, an hour to eat ice cream. It's, it's not so, enjoyable anymore. So sensitive. Um, But, no, but then you, I moved here, and, like, everyone's, like, snowball, and it's, like, six times the amount of syrup syrup uh, pumps. Like, there's so much sweeter here. And I'm like, this was not that sweet. It was mostly just ice growing up. Right. I don't know. Um, I don't know how we got in that subject, but I love that it. That was fun. I love it. That's what I want this podcast to be more of, just, like, chat, chatting with people. Um, okay, well, so talking a little bit more about your photography business. So you said you started in Lafayette, and then you moved. So what was it like moving to a new place and having to get, like, all new clients and network and start kind of – not over because it's not that far away from each other. It's not like you move states or anything, but how was that? Okay, so in Lafayette, I was mainly doing families mm-hmm. and children. And then I had weddings, too, there. Um not as much as I have now, mm-hmm. but my end goal was to be a wedding photographer, not so much family and children and seniors, um, because I thrive in, like, stressful situations, and I feel like even though weddings are weddings, there's no wedding that's alike, and they all present different challenges, so I kind of feel like it's a new job every time I work, which mm-hmm. is great, Um but when I first started, I wasn't getting as many weddings. And honestly, in Lafayette, I didn't find there was that many venues like there is in New Orleans. 
Oh, well, New Orleans is like its own world. Yeah. And it's such a tourist destination. There's so many like out of state weddings too that um, come there. So when I started the business, it was Studio 337, Ooh. you know, for the area. Well, I code. saw you had a 337 phone, and so yeah. I do too, because like Charles is right. Yeah. So I started there under that name, and then my husband lost his job when my child, my daughter was six months old. Dang. And so we moved back to St. Charles Parish, Luling area, and I rebranded as Teresa Elizabeth Photography because... When I got married, I, like, dropped Elizabeth completely. So now my license is Teresa Harris Mathern. And I felt like it was a cool way to bring Elizabeth back because, you know, it's, mm-hmm. like, the best middle, your middle name, name ever. Yeah. And then one of the most common middle names ever. So I decided to do that because it was unique to me. And then that way, if we happen to move anywhere else, it doesn't really matter. Right. Because I don't want to have to do this again. That's true. Right. So... I kind of just, it was kind of like starting over pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, was that good or bad? Whew. It was, now it's good, but in the beginning, like, I just remember driving back. I was driving back to Lafayette and staying there for a week once a month and doing all kinds all of work. clients were there. Doing all kinds of work there to make money because, I mean, my husband didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like hustle was real. And then I would come back home and then work on getting business in the area um, but I did start advertising with um, a local wedding magazine called mm-hmm. New Orleans Weddings, and that literally helped me tremendously get my name out to couples in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started booking a lot of weddings from that, and then it kind of snowballed into <laughs> snow coned into it. Kind of snow coned. <laughs> It kind of, it came out of the snow cone and <laughs> I focused on Instagram a lot and yeah, now I'm booking roughly 30 weddings a year. Okay. Wow. I have 32 this year. That's a little more than I wanted, but sometimes if you want to do extra things like vacation or something, you yeah, might want to take on a little more work because it's worth it in the end. Um, but the goal for me is to get to 20 weddings a year. Yeah. At the pay rate that I would like. Yeah. To only do 20 and not have to do anything else for the rest of the year. Yeah, working harder, not smarter. Or, sorry, working smarter, <laughs> not harder. We're all working really hard and not very smart. That's the issue currently. So right. we're trying to So we're trying it. to figure out the, um, what is it? The golden rule? No, that's not right. The Go- recipe. The, the rec- secret ooh, recipe. Secret recipe. is the golden ticket, like Willy Wonka's that. To working less and having success. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, you should trademark that. I'm about to cut that to. out of the podcast so no one hears it. Can you it. make some merch with that? Yeah. Let's like a it. sticker or something? Let's do it. What'd you just say? I already forgot. I don't know. <laughs> working less, something success? Find it. We're trying to find the secret recipe to working less while having success. That will be your quote. That'll be the design of the little, the little design thing I make post yes. to promote this episode you're gonna be pinterest famous that is like oh, such so, a pinterest I'm so excited that's such a pinnable quote make sure to let me know how to repin it on mine or whatever okay i will hold on pinterest one more thing yes i did learn that a cool way to grow your pinterest following group boards is group boards group boards okay collaborative boards i let's talk about that again. i just yelled really loud sorry <laughs> like i got really pinterest. excited <laughs> We love Pinterest. I'm just learning about it. And well, it's okay, like so amazing that's true. Me. And that's a good thing to, to bring up. I forgot about that, too. So um, there's group boards for everything. And anyone can make them. I'm thinking about making my own because I don't know. So it's kind of hard. Like Instagram, it's hard to search because you just have to, like, literally search, like, blah, 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 group board. Like, if I wanted, like, concert photography group board, board whatever. And Pinterest is kind of counterintuitive with their interface sometimes. And so you find a board, like say like Sally Mae made a board and she's, it's like a group board and she has like all these rules in her thing. It's like one pin per day must be vertical. Like email me to join. Like there's, it's like all these like stay at home, like mom bloggers love Pinterest group boards and they are like very catty with their rules. So you have to join the right ones or else they'll kick you out. That's the same way with like Instagram pods. Oh yeah. I don't do all that. I don't either. It's too much work. And I post too often. They'd be so tired of me. Every day I'd be like, I post it and they'd be like. Please stop. Um, no, but on Pinterest, so group boards are great because you can find specific topics. So I've joined like a, I have my Pinterest pulled up. Let's see. I've joined a bunch and like if they're relevant to things that you post about, you can pin your pin 
into that group board. How do you even find a group board? You literally have to just like search blah 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 group board. But do you have to and ask it, to be a contributor and they have to accept yes. you? Yes. And, you, okay. and it's usually kind of like I've emailed so many I've never heard back. You have to like email these people usually and be like add me and they want to know like well are you worthy of it? And I'm like this is Pinterest you're all stupid. And I highly doubt people are really going through these group boards and being like you pinned two pins this week like you're out. Like but some people do I guess but they have all these rules usually. So I'm in one called like social and creative biz tips and one's called women and social entrepreneurs one's called photography education bloggers one's called social media and blogging how much time do you spend on pinterest um i haven't been lately because the podcast has kind of taken over my life but so with tailwind this is like not sponsored i wish it would be um tailwind it's like it's like a hundred dollars a year and it's so worth it in my opinion because it's like it ends up being cheaper than like advertising and you're literally using Pinterest to advertise and it's kind of free and you can like use it as much as you want and if you Tailwind is like a pin scheduler scheduler I can't scheduler where it will scheduler. like pin for you and yeah such. I can't say that word scheduler yes. so it's not spammy it's not weird it's not like bots like I don't do Instagram bots or any of that but this is like a it's like later or planally or any of those like social media plot or Hootsuite it's like one of those things I use like for sure yeah I like that too um but so for a while, my thing was, like, every week I will do one new blog post because I send out one newsletter every Thursday, and I wanted to have a new blog post in the newsletter to push. And I did that pretty religiously for a whole year, missed a couple months, whatever, or, I mean, weeks. And then this year, it's kind of like, now I'm adding, like, a new podcast every right. week, which I have to do the show notes for that, which is, like, my another blog post. For you it's too much. I want to die. So... I've missed a lot of blogs. But anyways, the whole point of doing that blog post every week was, one, to put it in my newsletter, but two, so I would have fresh content for Pinterest every week. So if you have a lot of content, which photographers do, we don't realize we have it, you just need to put it out there. You've taken all the photos. You have plenty. You can pin stuff from 2012. Like, it doesn't matter. You have so much work. But do you I want to, to do that? I don't well, know. if it's on brand, but... It's not. <laughs> well, then don't. If it's from 2012, it's well, definitely we, not. But you know what I mean. Like we've taken, we've created so much content. So people who are like, I don't know what to post. I, I really gotta to do post. my drink one. This is really inspiring. Yeah, right because now. All, you can literally be like, how to make Bloody Mary, and then you put like the ingredients, whatever you did, beautiful photos of it. Right. D- design a cute little pin that says what it is, what your blog post yeah. is about. Like a that, cute little name for it. That shit goes viral on Pinterest, like real fast. Like it's crazy. And so you find a, a mixology group board. Pin all your posts to there, ah. and then but now you have like ten photos within that blog post. I'm trying to get on like Southern Living or something, right? And so, yeah. So Tailwind, you can you can schedule. So after I make the blog post, I can get on Tailwind and like schedule every single photo from that blog post to go out over the course of like a month. Oh, so you're great. not bombarding everyone like in one day with like fifteen photos of the same Bloody Mary. You know, you're like it's it's scheduling them in a queue for you, and you can rearrange and drag and drop like. So that way, like, maybe you had it scheduled to go out, like, two months from now. Oh, my gosh. But Tiffany they, is my assistant that does social media stuff for me. She will thrive with Tailwind. Tiffany, you're about to have more to do. It's... I love you. It's but. nice, though, because it's not hard. It's just, like, it's kind of tedious, but, like, you just sit down and do it. So typically when I do a blog post right then, I launch it, and then I go and I schedule all those pins, and then I just, like, don't look at it. And then, like, I get on Pinterest and it's like, you have 400,000 monthly views. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just, like, yeah, scheduled I just scheduled a bunch stuff. of stuff. So, <laughs> so speaking of my assistant. Yeah. How do you, okay, I want to know about having an yes. assistant. Okay. How did that happen? How do you like it? So, you know how we're all, like, you know, the hamster in the wheel just trying to get yes. all, this, all the things? Like what I just told you I'm doing. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, so, I am married with a almost six-year-old little girl and so like my time is super valuable to me like I don't shoot weekends anymore unless it's like a wedding Mm -hmm. and if I do have to shoot a weekend you got to pay like an extra $500 fee because that's what's going to take for me to like feel good about leaving them Mm -hmm. when I'm not working to go work um it's just a personal preference but it has made me very happy because no one books weekends anymore so that's great. Because they're like, we don't want to pay the extra fee. Right. And then I when mean, they do, you're like, hey, I got extra money. And I was actually, you know, listening, I don't remember what podcast it was a while back. But they're like, if you really don't want to do something, find a number that's going to make you happy thing. about doing it to where if someone does book it, then it's you're okay. okay with it. Yeah. So my fee was $500 for a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. So, but anyway, back to the assistant thing. So I was like done with trying to do everything because 
I just can't. It's hard. And it's when, when it's just you, you're the one taking the photos. You have to edit the photos. You have to go to the shoot. You have to drive there. You're in the car. You can't work because you're driving to and from. And, and then so you're my, I was getting to the point where I was like thinking about outsourcing my edits, but mm-hmm. I don't want to because right, that's I you. actually find joy in that. That's the most fun part. But Plus, that's your style. But it's when you have everything else on top of it, you feel like the editing is the first thing you should let go, but it's not. It's like the burden, but it's so, also like the whole point. <laughs> I found stupid little things that I don't like to do. Like designing albums, mm-hmm. um, packaging, like getting all my stuff and like wrapping it all up really pretty. Oh yeah, because weddings you have to like deliver actual physical things, right? Right. Like USBs and stuff. Like inventory, ordering new packaging, all that stuff. Um, social media scheduling. I don't really love doing that, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, I like sharing my work, but I don't like feeling constricted to have to do it at least once a day, every right. day, when I don't feel like if I have anything to say. make you happy, yeah. So I I use Planoly now, um, and so that way I can take, like, two hours of my day, and I put all the photos in the grid, and I make them look the way that I want so it looks curated still and pretty, mm-hmm. and it all looks cohesive. Mm-hmm. And then I literally take that time to write. Like, that's when I write all my beautiful things that I want to say. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, I can't do that on a whim. I can't, See, like, whip so out my phone and be like, oh, my gosh, y'all, I feel so inspired today. Just get out and be you and do what, do you, baby, do you. <laughs> like, I can't do that on a whim. I'm so opposite. I can't schedule stuff because I'm like, what if, like, next week on a Wednesday I'm, like, sick and I'm, I'm posting this thing, like, life's great, blue skies, palm trees, and I'm like, Well, the good thing about well. Planoly is you can change it before you That's post true. it. That's true. I use Planoly every now and then. If I'm doing, like, a post for, like, like, I don't do very many sponsored posts, but if it's, like, something that I'm getting paid to do, then it has to be on, like, a certain date or whatever, and then I'll schedule those out, or if it has to be approved by the brand or whatever. Or if I know, like, I, I don't know, like, the Grammys are on that day, and I photographed this person who's right. going to be there. Maybe I'll post that day, but it's still even, like, I don't schedule. But so many people are really good at scheduling, like, months and months in advance. So I think it's, like, a personal preference, but I think you're right. It would take a lot less time just to schedule sometimes. Just get it all out there. <laughs> so basically... One, I have two assistants, Jonathan and Tiffany, shout out. They are husband and wife, and I met them through my best friend because Jonathan is my best friend's first cousin. And they actually, I told them how I was, like, looking to find some part-time help, Um, nothing that could be set in stone because if I'm not busy, obviously you won't be busy. Right. Because I'm not going to pay you if I'm slow yeah um so they actually were really excited about it so now jonathan does all of the album design and packaging and all that stuff um and he also does like blog posts like he will put all the photos together organize them do all the vendor tags like on the blog post Mm -hmm. and then all i have to do is simply just write the content right and then we schedule it to be published um I haven't done a blog post in a while. Same. Shame. <laughs> um, but I'm working on a new website, so I didn't... And my blog will not migrate to the new site. Oh, that Because sucks. Zenfolio... Oh, you use Zenfolio, too? Mm-hmm. <sighs> they do not I, migrate blogs. So what I'm going to have to do is essentially start over. So I was like, I'm not going to keep adding more content to this blog when I'm about to switch it in the summer. Um, and, but and then, then Tiffany... You can pin all those on Pinterest from right, the new website. from the new site. That's why in April, it's, like, Pinterest time. Yeah. Like, I'm cracking down the whip on it. But Tiffany does all the social media stuff. She also, like, once I have all the content in Planoly, she'll go in and, like, do all the hashtags. Like, she researches it for me, figures out which ones to use. That's so nice. All that. And then she will find all the vendors from, like, the wedding through my 17 Hats management software. And she will, like, tag all them, tag the bride, use their wedding hashtag. Like, she does all that, and she schedules them all. And then all I have to do is when it pops up on my phone, just click post. QC it. Is that QC a thing? Quick. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Like, Q it? Yeah. Edit it. Quality control. Yeah. It is. Like Creed in the office. Yeah. Like, just make sure it's all good, and then I just hit, like, go. Yeah. Go to the universe. See, part of me thinks, because I, I actually recently, I've had a couple of inquiries from people in the past to be like, can I shadow you, or can I do stuff? And I don't know how to respond to that because I'm like, I'm literally like wearing pajamas at my table in my house doing stuff. That's okay. I don't know how to delegate. Let them work in pajamas too. But I've never known what to delegate. But recently I had a girl 
Chia, we actually met because she wants to be a photographer. She wants to be an entrepreneur, but she's in college and she's trying to figure out what to do. And so I was like, maybe this is the time that I can find something for her to do because there's so I'm doing so much, but I, it's hard to let go when it's your business and it's your name because I'm like, I don't know what I would even give her to do. So that's when you have to find things that they can do and all you have to do is review it and then send it. Well, stuff like Pinterest and stuff would be easy enough to show her. Right. Um, I don't think I'll ever let go of my social media because my Instagram is like, I actually enjoy doing that and I like it being for me. But, yeah, I don't know. And I would never want anyone to edit my photos. I used to be an editor for a photographer. And I always thought that was interesting because, like, it worked for her to have multiple people working for her. And I would, like, edit her photos in her style. But I don't know if I could ever have someone edit my photos. I don't ever want anybody to edit my photos. That's, like, the fun part. It really is. That's, and like that's what why I wanted to clear more time out of my schedule to not complain about having so much to edit. Yeah. That's why I let go of the things that, like, are easy enough to teach someone. Well, that's, like, me, I guess, with this podcast. Like, this is... Fun, but it's also like, as of so I don't know when this will actually get scheduled, but it's what Wednesday, March twenty seventh, and I launched it in January, or February, I don't know whenever, and I'm already like burnt out on it because I went so gung ho with it, and I wanted to record as many as I could so I could like release them week by week by week, um, which has been great because I was just out of town for South by Southwest, and I already had like three already scheduled. I didn't have to do anything, but you have to do it all on the front end. So it's right. like if I could have someone help me, just like. It's so easy. You know, I'm just recording. I just need to export it. I just need to, like, say what it was about, talk, do the show notes, like, link it, make a little graphic. But that's all, like, work. And so it's just, like, one more thing I'm doing now. Um, and it's fun, but it's, like, I want it to be more fun. If I had less going on, I would have had more time to, like, really enjoy it and, like, put effort into it. But right now it's so much, like, like you said, it's a hamster wheel. Everything we do is a hamster wheel. Just, like, yeah. trying to do it all and get it out. It's almost and- like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Oh, I have one of those on my table right there. To figure out, again, the secret recipe to get all the colors to match. But you're literally always hitting roadblocks of deadlines and this needs to be Mm -hmm. done before this because it's, like, critical. And then this, I'll get to when I get to it. It's It's not, like, super important. Like, Pinterest for me. like Right. But then if you keep putting things off over and over it's again. It's never going to get done. Exactly. And that's where I'm at right now. And I actually, I just sent out, like, a frustrated tweet the other day. <laughs> Maybe I should go delete it. Oh, my gosh. You can be on my podcast when I ever start one. Yeah. About your, tw- your tweets and reads. Tweets and reads. Coming in 2020. Be ready. Yeah. It sounds great. Um, now what I, So, when I was at South by Southwest, like... It's like a like I'm working every day, and people thought I was on vacation. That and I'm like, no, this is I'm literally like shooting every day for like 11 days, and it's like all day, and I'm going to all these different client events because that's who I was shooting for with the client. Events all the team. stuff you posted was so good. Thank you. It's fun. It's great. It's but it's one of those things where it's like it's a lot of work, yeah. especially for the the pay. It's um, like but literally it's, a wedding every day. It really is, and I don't shoot weddings. It's commercial photography, basically. Like it's how every I, day. And try so, to, like, rationalize it right. in and my it, head. It's fun, and it's totally worth doing, but it's one of those things where, like, I can't do anything else while I'm doing it. Like, all my emails, everything had to be on hold. And I lost three potential gigs because I couldn't email so them back fast enough. that's another thing that someone can do for you while you're right. out. Tiffany does that. When If I go on vacation, she answers leads for me. She'll, like, pretty much call me and say, these are some things that might be important. How do you want me to respond? Right. And I can just tell her, and then she says like you know obviously she doesn't respond as me she lets them know like yeah you know because she's out of town I'm her assistant I'm gonna help while she's out of town that would be that would have been great because it's one of those things I was emailing people back like at 4 a.m. because like I would be shooting all day finish at like 2 have to download my car because we had to edit our top photos from every day to turn around because then South by would post them on their blog the next morning by like 7 so like I'm up to like four in the morning shooting like all day every day. And so I'm like responding to emails in the middle of the night and it's like super unprofessional, but I can't do it in the daytime. And then do my you have, head, do you use Gmail? Yeah. Do you, do you don't use, have Boomerang? Okay. So I've heard of Boomerang. Tell me about it. Cause I've heard about it. I've never used it. Okay. So Boomerang is crazy amazing. Basically you link your Gmail to your Boomerang and it allows you to schedule emails so you can answer them at two in the morning, but still send them at like nine 30 in the morning. Yeah. On any day you want. Also, I don't know if you are, like, a subscriber to a bunch of, like, how-tos or um, marketing oh, yeah. blogs, yeah. whatever, whatever, business str- strategy mm-hmm. blogs. So, when you get all those emails in, what do you usually do? Delete. Uh, yeah, I don't even read Delete. them. And I know it's good content, but I just don't even But you don't have them. time. Yeah. So, what you can do with Boomerang is, like, flag it to Boomerang back to your inbox on a different day. Oh, that's nice. So, like, if you want to say, like, oh, I know today I'm kind of, like... 
not caught up, but I can breathe a little. Maybe I want to look at those, visit some like tutorials or whatever. Uh-huh. You can boomerang them back for that day and then open them, actually open them up and read them. That's because I have all and these maybe folders. Learn something new. I literally have a folder in all caps called "to be read," and there's like 200 emails in there that right. I've still never actually read. I put them in there because I'm like, I need to read this later, and like I never do. Even um, client emails, like if something, um, if you <coughs> are talking about scheduling like a senior, mm-hmm. and they're not really sure, you can boomerang a follow up, like boomerang their email back to you to rem- remind yourself you need to follow up with them. I'm bad with following up. I lose a lot of work because I don't follow up. You have to get boomerang. Okay. I'm Everyone gonna, needs boomerang. I'm going to link that in my show notes. Is it free or do you pay a thing for it? Um, I don't pay for it. I'm pretty sure I don't. Okay. Maybe I'll check my um, credit card statement and see. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure I don't pay for sometimes it. Sometimes years go by, you're like, wait, I've been paying for this all this oh, time. Oh, I've been paying $9 a month forever. <laughs> no, I'm going to link that. That's I've heard of that. Um, do you know Taja Harmony? Yeah. So she had originally talked to me about boomerang at some point a long time ago. She just started a podcast about, too. Well, I heard about boomerang from Catherine Guidry. Oh, okay. On her podcast. Okay. Oh. All these photographers of podcasts. Um, yeah, but no, but that was like one of those situations where I was like, this is stupid. I'm working. And so I sent out this frustrated tweet because I'm like, how, like I'm, <laughs> the the worst part about being a photographer is that you can't run your photography business when you're photographing. Like right. I'd be so good at running a photography business if I never had to photograph. But this but is what I But the whole I point say. is that I'm a photographer, so I'm out shooting all day okay, and editing. so time is money. Oh, we yeah. We all know that. Oh, yeah. In this industry, time is money. So, You've got to find things that you can just pay someone money to do so you have more time to go make more money. Right. That's true. Yeah. Because I'm I drowning most days. literally love my two assistants. They allow me to relax a little bit. Like, I, even though I still feel like I'm drowning, it could be worse. It would be way worse if I didn't have them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, forever thankful for them. So at what point did you decide, like, how far into your business did you decide that you wanted this was literally like summer oh okay so it took 18 because that's the thing i've always been like i think i'll always just be me but everyone i know that's successful has at some point if you grow you have to like you have to grow (laughs) like you have to expand you have to well that's like with the film photography that i'm super interested in if i would not give away some of my tasks i'll never have the time to like Mm -hmm. spend on that and you know, maturing that, that skill set. So you gotta, something's gotta give somewhere sometimes. Yeah. Well, and that's been recently too, just with me and like, like I hit this threshold, like probably about a year ago where I had to up my rates. Like I had a neck surgery a couple of years ago. I went kind of full time. It's just, I have my own apartment now. I mean, I don't own it. I rent, but it's all these things happen where I was like, I have to up my rates. Like, it's just not possible for me to do as much work as I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to be, like you said, doggy paddling. Like, I can't. Yeah. And I'm still do- just doggy paddling, but I can't go up in my rates really anymore in this area. I feel like it's one of those things where this is the market. Because I don't do weddings. I just do, like, portraits and events and stuff. And everything is, like, a different rate, really. Because sometimes if I shoot for, like, a publication or a commercial gig, like, I go based off their budget and what they would pay anyone versus what I charge. charge. But if it's, like like a personal portrait session like I charge a certain thing well I've hit this point now where like I'm a lot of people are being like oh I'm sorry I can't afford that or oh, I'm sorry I can't do it but I'm still also getting the people who do are you like want to just work in this area um I'm not planning on living in Baton Rouge long term no and just kind of is what it is right now but I mean like Louisiana as a whole or just Baton Rouge I would be down to move to in New Orleans I love New Orleans I <gasps> my I, sorry a lot of people that listen to this are like diehard Baton Rouge people but um it's been great for me being here but it's not somewhere I plan on living forever no and I do a lot of work in New Orleans event music that kind of stuff there but it's one of those things where it's like I've hit that point where people are like I'm I'm booking less work because I went up my price but then when I do book the work I went up my price so it's kind of evens out but it's just it's hard because I'm still getting the even though that has happened I'm still getting the inquiries like can you shoot my three hour event for like fifty dollars and I'm like "No." no and so I'm like this is the year where I have to like because in the past, like, if it's a slow season, I might cave and be like, sure, whatever. Like, I don't have anything going on right now. I'm not that busy. But right now, I'm super busy. The problem is, people don't know what your slow season is, so they just get you for that price, and then other and people then, think they're going to get you for that price. Well, and, and then, then they like want to hire you again. Snow cone effect. Snow cone effect. Well, then they hire you again, and then before you know it, you're doing, like, 100 things for this person for this low price. And right. part of me is like, okay, well, the repeat client, so it ended up working out for the lower price, because I'm shooting them so often now that, like, it is almost like a 
retainer discount type thing. Yeah. Um, but it's not the same. It's just hard because it's like, I don't even know how you're supposed to grow out of that because it's like, it's like this hamster wheel. And then you tell people your rate and they're like, what? Okay, like, so what? I just raised my wedding collection pricing two months ago, mm-hmm. like drastically. Like, I'm not talking about, like, cost of living increase or something. I'm talking, like, I went from, like, 30, I'm just going to totally just, divulge. No, please do, because I, I think from, people want to know that kind of stuff. I have four collections, mm-hmm. um, and I, so, like, let's, the third to the highest, so, like, right below the highest package was 3500 mm-hmm. not including sales tax, but I went from that being, like, almost my highest to my starting. Yeah. Well, in, in the wedding because, industry, too, like, what, the average wedding photographer is, like, three grand in America, and so, and that's the average cost, so if you want to be a luxury wedding photographer, you have to be more than that. And it's not even about just luxury for me, it's just, it's really long days, and there's a certain, like, client that I'm trying to yeah. grab. And at the price points I was at, I wasn't going to grab that client. Right. Because they're not going to, they don't want to pay that. They want to pay more. Right. And that's weird to say. But no, it's, some it's people, business, though. You know, some people care about money because you're too expensive. Well, some people care because you're too inexpensive. That That's a thing, too. And so I've, so, yeah, just talk about that. Like, it says on my website. Like, I don't know why people are so surprised when I give them my rate. I'm like, it says on my website, like, what I start at. Because like, no one's looking at that. One hour, I do $400, and there's sales tax. But you and get... People, people don't read. But you get Jordan, usage rights. Reads. If, like, if you're doing personal portraits, like, you get the usage rights. Like, that's a great deal. Like, right. I know photographers who do that separate. It's, like, another extra $500. Or mm-hmm. you might pay, but you only get one image, like a print. And I'm doing, like, you get, like, 50 high-res photos. And right. that's for personal. If it's business... I'm the same price per hour, but then we have, like, licensing costs. Because if you're going to use your photo for a billboard or a commercial or a magazine or whatever, like, it'll be, like, that much for an hour. So, at my day rate's, like, $1,500. And so, when someone comes to me, they're like, I have a six-hour event. I want you to shoot. It ends at 2 a.m., and our budget is $200. I'm just, like, I start at 400 for an hour. Like, I don't know. And so, yeah. I don't want to be, like, pretentious, but I'm like, like it says on my website. I can't get there. Like, like I, I can't. Yeah. And so, it's, like, and Taja, she's great. Like, she always talks about, like, there's, like, a... A number that's, like, your get-out-of-bed number. It's, like, I won't get out of bed for, like, less than, like, this or whatever. And um, and I feel bad because it's, like, I do work for cheaper sometimes, depending on the situation. If it's for publication and it's good networking and they're using my photos and it's going out in a magazine or whatever, I might do less. Or, like, if it's, you know, there's situations. But I'm not going to... Well, that's a part of owning a business, too, is you get to choose that. Right. And that's okay. But I'm not going to negotiate on, like, your senior portrait session. Because, like, I can just get another senior. It's not like some, like... You're not like... (laughs) This is going to be kind of like a complaint, but oh well, whatever. Don't you love the people that are like, but, like, I'm so connected that you will get great exposure. Well, that's the thing. And that happens a lot in the publication and music photography world. But I'm talking about just for a regular session. No. People tell me that. Like, well, why don't you discount me? Because I own a business and like, you know, I'm, I'm very well known. I'm like, well, great. You can still pay me what my rate is. Well, it doesn't make it. So also for like, if I shoot like for a blogger and they have like hundreds of thousands of followers, like it's a different rate also because like we're shooting over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it really is kind of, like, good exposure if, like, they Absolutely. credit you on everything. But yeah. if you're just, like, some Joe Blow business in town and you say you have connections, but you don't actually... Because I've done that before. I've said yes to things because people said that they could hook me up with this, that, and the other. And nothing's ever come of it. I've had people ask me for a free spot in a mini session because they would share the pictures and they, like, know a lot of people. I'm like, no, okay, great. I had, I had no. that, too. I had a girl, like, freak out because she was, like... Well, I'm, like, on this professional dance team. I didn't think I'd have to pay type thing. And I was like, models need to pay for... If a model asks for a photographer, they need to pay the photographer. If a photographer asks for a model, you need to pay for a model. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... But if you're coming at me because you want, like, family portraits or whatever, like, I don't know. If you were, like, Taylor Swift or something, I'd be like, cool. But then at the same time, if you're that, then you should have the money to pay. Hey, um, which I don't know. And so I'm all about doing trade and I've tried to come out other businesses in town to be like, can I, like, for instance, like if I'm trying to get merch printed, I'm like, can you print this at a discount rate? And I'd be happy to do like a whole sponsored blog post with you and tag your business and I will do photos or I'll do photography and trade with you. That's different. But just like you being like, I'm a quote unquote public figure on Instagram. I have a thousand followers. Like, can we do it cheaper? My first blogger shoot, Mm -hmm. um, What's today? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Monday? Mm-hmm. I did it. 
It was so fun. And we're, fun. we're trading for swim lessons. It's great. See, and there's ways you can trade, and I'm not knocking Because I use her for swim lessons anyway. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you want to trade for swim lessons? Yeah. Duh. I do trade there. for my hairdresser. Let's do it. Like, I get my hair done. I do photos for her. Like, there's nothing wrong with trade, but I just get so annoyed with people who, like, I don't know. And I always talk about this, too, with my boyfriend. Like, not everyone values what we do, which is fine. I don't, like, I, I have friends that spend, like, $100 every time they got to eat. Like, they get an appetizer. They get cocktails. They get food. I would never. Like, Any. I, if it's, so, but that's a thing. Like, so you value food, so you value paying for good food. I value I, the experience of going out for dinner. Right. I don't even have to eat a lot, but I like cocktails. But see, that's like, a thing. Like, handcrafted cocktails are, like. I want to sample every single one on the menu, and then that turns into, like, an $80 drink bill. But so and you value like, that, oh. and you pay for that, and you're not, like, ashamed. Like No. But I'm I'm so opposite. I'm like, I want a beer, and if it's more than $6, like, that's stupid. I want my meal to be under $10. I don't value food in that way. But that's just me. But so people are the same way about photography. They Some people value it, and they're like, we want to pay because we understand it. Like, you're doing a great thing. You're documenting my life or my family or my event, whatever. Or if it's for business, like, I understand this is an investment. My images will help me get more business. Some people don't. They're like, oh, I don't value that, so I'll just get my sister to take it with her phone. And that's fine, too. But it's one of those, you can't knock it. Just because someone, just because you don't want to pay that for it, doesn't yeah, mean not that like it's not a valuable thing. You're going to Chris and being like, um, I don't see why this steak is this much. I think it should be this much. Right. You should give it to me for this much. Right. You just, you just don't go there. I would just go to, like, McDonald's or something. Whatever. Yeah. Like, and so... And not that I would actually, I don't. I wouldn't go to McDonald's, but you know what I, I mean. I actually really but do that's... like their little bitty cheeseburger. Oh, really? Every now and then, they have good coffee. I haven't eaten fast food in a while, though. Yeah, I try not to. Um, I'm doing very well with that. But uh, no, but that's always just my perspective because it's like some people just value different things. Some people want to buy Gucci T-shirts, and I would rather just go to like Forever Twenty One and get a T-shirt. But maybe, maybe I'll buy like a Gucci purse or something. You know, it's like I'm the same way with that. You know, and so I some people just that. value things differently, and so but that doesn't mean that because you don't value it that it's not a valuable thing well that's one of the things i thought about recently too was like a way to educate people on the value of it so they're not as shocked when they see Mm. people's rates Mm -hmm. like there are so many things that you have to like take into account like i'll just go on a tangent for a second so like for instance does your photographer that you're emailing have a studio because that's a ton of costs oh yeah overhead um do they have other photographers working for them are they do they have insurance is your photographer even insured? Because that's an expense, and that adds to your cost of doing business, which adds to the fact of why you're charging the way you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, like, all these things that people don't think about that they maybe Well, because they just should. see you as, like, you with a camera. And granted, we're in the business, and maybe not so much for wedding photographers, because y'all have, y'all have products and albums and things sometimes, but photographers we do have it somewhat easy compared to other businesses because it's not like we're like a restaurant we don't have to order a bunch of stuff that might expire that if you don't or like sell a that much boutique day, where you have away. to have inventory right. to sell like we are yeah. service based which is great because we can literally create something out of nothing and our time is really our only product really um or inventory inventory or whatever but at the same time that doesn't mean like it's just you and the camera like you said like I have to pay for Dropbox. I have to pay for Photoshop and Illustrator, and and I have to pay and for QuickBooks and lenses, and I have to pay for my gas to get there, and parking, and, gas and, and insurance, yeah. and health insurance, and all those things. And so I'm not charging four hundred dollars for an hour to like go blow it at like Saks, which yeah. wouldn't get you very far there, anyways. I'm I'm doing what, that though? to pay off my credit card. There's for all photographers the times. that don't have to do it for. Um, like a wage, like me, I have to make a salary per month because our family depends on it. Yeah. I'm not doing this because, you know, ooh, fun, extra money. Like, that. that's not why I'm doing it. I wish it was, but it's not mm-hmm. because then I would be a lot less stressed if I didn't have to make X amount a month. Um, but there's some people that don't a, need to make X amount a month. It's a side gig or it's fun for them and whatever. And you know what? That's great for them, too. I mean, if they're trying to make... a photo session just to go, like, out to eat and go buy clothes. Like, more power to you. But that's not the entire market. Right. Well, it can't take away from the people who... And also, that's what I feel bad because there are... There are seasoned photographers who have been doing this forever. Who have always charged the way they've charged because they were shooting film. or, Or, you know, it was the aesthetic of the, back in the day was like to have a studio and like you are print based and digital files were on a thing. But then there's a bunch of younger photographers coming up, myself included, where it's like 
everything's digital. We're including usage rights. Like it's pretty much all my clients only use stuff for like Instagram. No one's getting anything printed. If they are, they're doing it on their own. Like that makes me sad. I know, but it's like there's like a divide right now because it was that tipping point where that was switching. And I noticed that when I used to work for a photographer because her clients were very much like come into this the office, sit down, pick your print, pick your port, yeah, pick and your package, gallery wrap, whatever. But my clients, because I was doing it in college and right after college, all they cared about was, like, I just want, like, a cool picture to put on my Instagram. And so, but that's also changed the market in terms of, like, pay because people aren't paying as much because they're not valuing it in the same way because print, even print publications are, like, dying. So it's, like, right. print publications pay terribly for Well, anyone that's one thing, too, like, that I have in my collections is you do get the printing rights to all of your photos. Right. But I also have product included because I feel like you have to have something. Mm-hmm. And if I put it in there, it's going to force you to order it. So at least you have something, mm-hmm. like an album or a, even and just for, a 16 by 20, like, fine art framed matted weddings, photo that's like that you can hang up. Yeah. yeah. People that have wedding photographers. They'll go two like years without that. printing, like, one thing. Yeah. Not even for their house. Not even, like, a 5 by 7 for, like, the coffee table. And I'm like... You just spent so much on wedding photos. Like, you don't want to hang one in your house? Yeah, because everything now is like, look at my Instagram post. Yeah, <laughs> I have. It. So instead of, like, printing, they're like, I have, like, 500 photos to choose from for my profile picture. Awesome. Well, but then those girls are the ones that will women crush or man crush Monday and TBT and wedding Wednesday for the next, like, six years. Right. And I unfollow them because I can't do yeah. it. Because they have so many photos and power to them, like you said, to have that many photos. But go like make an album put it on make a book put it on your table <laughs> right or put it like even on facebook like a facebook album so that way i don't have to see it like yeah. every week you know yeah i think you can milk content for a while but only so long before i mean i do wedding wednesday <laughs> you're a wedding photographer that's different <laughs> you're that's different <laughs> um no, I, I appreciate you being transparent about your rates and stuff, too, because that's part of the problem with our industry is nobody wants to talk about that. So no one knows what to charge because no one knows what each other is charging. And, and so then no we can't have knows. a standard if no one talks. Right. And so I've I actually had a um, – do you know Lainey Reed? Mm-hmm. She's great. I've never met her in person, but I follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. She and I were in um, photo classes together at LSU, and I actually interviewed her, and I haven't released her podcast yet. And I feel like – I know we talked a little bit about it, but I don't even know if we got, like, transparent with numbers. But we were talking about the same kind of thing where um, – it's just hard. Pricing's hard. And that's something that people always wanted to, they told me they wanted to hear on the podcast. And I am not the person to talk about it because I'm still, str- everyone struggles with it. Like, we don't know what we're doing. We're just kind of picking a number and going. Right. And that was one of my biggest mistakes when I first started was I was still working full time. Um, so I thought to build the business I wanted, I just had to take whatever for like whatever mm-hmm. amount of money. Like, I was literally like, I will photograph your family and just whatever you want to give me. Yeah. Like, I'm, just to get work. But the thing is, so there's, um, when you're first starting, you really need to know a number. Like, you got to do some, re- I wish I would have done more research and really figured out what I wanted to make and how to make that. And anything that I needed to get portfolio work, I would just do for free. Right. Well, cause, because it was, looking back, I feel kind of wrong for, like, charging people when I wasn't where I should have been. I feel you. I look back at photos, I'm like, someone paid me, but I'm like, oh, they only paid me 50 bucks because that's what I was charging at the time. But it's, like, so a it's weird like... effect to where you start to get all those $50 people, and then it's hard to, like, get into that niche at the bottom of the snow cone. Yeah, well, so branding is like a triangle. Like you're, she, so you can't see because it's a podcast. But she was just making like a triangle uh, effect with her hands, and it's it's like a pyramid because it's like you you wanted you could either start very specific and that, be like, I and that's only, what I wish I would have done. Yeah, and then start super niche, and then and then let expand. that funnel out into like it's harder to do different opportunities. Around. I was the same way. I did the well, and to an extent, like I pretty much built my business on senior portraits. Like, was not really willing to... It just kind of happened. It just... I didn't... And I talk about this all the time, that I don't want people who hired me for senior portraits to think that I hate you. I don't. But I just did too many of them at once, and I got burnt out, and I wasn't charging enough, and it was just too much, and I that's literally what everyone knew me for. And yeah. I've worked so hard to move out of that, so people now are at the point where they're like, wait, you do senior portraits? And I'm like, yes, I'm so happy that you didn't know, because I wanted you to think of me and my business as more than that. Um, and But it's because I started like you said, saying yes to everything, doing everything, and then I kind of wanted to move more into, like, concert photography, 
branding, lifestyle, marketing stuff. And it's hard to like whittle it down because then people are still like, oh, you still do senior portraits for 50 bucks? And I'm like, no, that was five years ago. So it's hard. But if you do it right, you start out really niche, like specific. Like I only do dog portraits. And then like it grows like dogs and their people. And then like dogs and people that can make a living on dog portraits. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like you start out really specific. But but there are people that do that. that. Like they're just animal, like pet photographers. It's hard to be specific when you're starting though because you don't know what you like because you have to try everything. So, like, I tried weddings. Hated it. Stopped doing it. But, I like, knew I wouldn't I, have known. I knew I really hated. Okay, this is going to sound really awful. I don't hate photographing children and families. But I really don't like it. Yeah. I don't. Because I feel like it's so much forced on, like, everyone look and smile. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a miserable. Have you ever done a family session? Yeah, it's like almost a miserable experience. I prefer to shoot children by themselves, right? Because they're a little more happy and unpredictable. Still, when you got the parents like barking at them over your shoulder, like just go away and let me like photograph them. Well, see, that happens a lot with me with seniors because I get a lot of like cute like sorority girl types from LSU, and like their moms come along and they just bicker the whole time. And I'm like, I had to literally put on my website and my frequently frequently asked questions page, like, like can I bring my mom? And I literally am like, bring your mom if y'all are gonna have a great time don't bring your mom if she hates the outfit you're wearing and y'all are fighting and then because then it shows in your pictures and she and keeps it, screaming and then, at you from over my shoulder that you look awkward smile well, natural then it makes me feel uncomfortable because i'm showing the photos and she's like mm, her hair looks bad or ooh, i want this in sepia or ooh, and i'm like why are you here <laughs> but then i get it because sometimes the mom's paying and so she has a right to come but it's it's more so with the high school seniors that have their parents but that's another reason i don't do seniors the college either. the college oh, thing is and so yesterday i had a session and it was great mom came along everyone was happy it was beautiful wonderful but it has, i've had shoots where there's like everyone's extended families there and they're all like fighting with each other and i'm just caught in the middle i'm like this is so uncomfortable i pose her one way the mom doesn't like the way her dress looks and it's just like this is and then it turns into like way longer than it's supposed to be and then yeah no one likes the photo and it's just so yeah, I, I feel that. Um, with kids, it's kind of the same thing because sometimes it depends on the people, though. If you get the right people that understand your vibe and your aesthetic, then... Again, the your client. Right. Finding Which your client. You need to find your client your sooner point. than later when you're starting a business. Yeah. Um, the quicker you can identify them. Yeah, and for a while, it was interesting because I was getting a lot of like really high-maintenance clients, and I'm not a high-maintenance person, so I was wondering, like, what am I doing to attract this? And I, I didn't know what it was, but... It's interesting because once I started charging more too, you'd think that those would be the people that hire you, and it wasn't. It was just people who, like, truly value, like, what I do. Um, And, like, I recently had a a portrait session, and these people were like, wow, you're a steal. We can't believe we found you. Like, you have such a great rate. Like, that's a great price for photos. Like, we're so excited. We're going to snatch you up. And I was like, versus someone, like, the day later that's like, I can't afford this. I don't understand. Like, this is stupid. Like, I can't. I don't want to do it, like, too much. So it just really is all about you said client and perspective I don't know it's weird yeah I think that I'm trying not to make noise with my coffee mug I can't believe you're still drinking that it's cold I'm sure okay I'm a mom do you know how many like warm cups of coffee I get to finish none it usually involves either rewarming it two or three times I actually did a poll on my insta story the other day of my coffee it was a picture of my coffee in the microwave with the door open Saying like third warm up of the day. I can't. When I did a poll, like how many too. times do you rewarm your coffee? My mom does that too. We she was always notorious for like we'd have like coffee cups just like all around the house because she would and there'd always be lipstick on it. I don't know what that noise was. I think someone's breaking into my house. Um, but I'm at the point where it's like if it's not hot, like I need to just repour it. Like I'm gonna dump this and make more. <laughs> but I also don't have a kid, so I guess that's when that changes. I'm just used to it cold, and I actually don't mind it now. So. All as well. Can't handle it. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like we rambled a lot, but that was in a good way. I think we talked a lot about good stuff. But Yeah, there's knowledge in there. I think some opinions and <clears throat> some I think great resources good. in there. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, and so where can everyone find you to hire you and to look at your work? Um, my website um, is www.TeresaElizabethPhoto.com, okay. and it's photo with a PH, not an F. Okay. I'm not one of those cool photo with an <laughs> people. Italian people. Um, and my Instagram is at Teresa Elizabeth Photo. Okay. Um, I have a Twitter. I don't really use it, so I'm not going to give you that. that, that <laughs> um, my website is about to go through a complete overhaul. But for right now, it's good enough to where you can see a little bit. Well, when are you me. doing it? Because this episode might not come out until... I'm hoping it for June. 
Okay. Of It'll come out before then. But either way, I'll link all the stuff in the show notes um, in the description of the podcast. But And hopefully a Pinterest, but I don't have that yet, so stay tuned. Well, now everyone listening knows to go get on Pinterest and to start pinning I feel like everything. we did some good Pinterest talking. I think so, too. I think that's the kind of... I mean, I'm just going based off of what I would want to hear on a podcast. <laughs> but I'm like, I would think that this has been a good conversation. Because you've got Transparent with Numbers. We talked about Pinterest. Uh, we talked about snow cones. I learned more about Tailwind from you. Tailwind. So I even learned something here, which is great. Tailwind, sponsor me. Because I love you. Reach out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, I can I can put a link to... to so I think I do have like an affiliate link for... Tailwind, actually. I'll put that in the show notes, too, if y'all want to sign up. Um, but, yeah, it's like $100 for a year, which sounds like a lot. But in terms of what you're getting to do, it's really worth it, in my opinion. Because I don't do a whole lot of advertising on stuff. I just use social media. And $100 for a Pinterest scheduler is killer. So, um, well, thanks for coming on the show. I loved it. And I'm so glad that I was able to come. I know. I think this you is were like driving in. podcast. Was it everything Appearance. you hoped for? <laughs> Cold um, coffee and everything. Using Frozen a lot of waffles. arm movements right now. Um, it was. Coffee and podcasts. It was great. Awesome. I needed this break, so I've been working like crazy on editing. Same. As soon as this is over, I'm just going to cry over my South by Southwest photos that are due tomorrow. <laughs> the grind will start. <laughs> There's like 30,000. Okay. Bye. Hey, y'all. Just popping in to give a big thanks to you for listening to this episode of Do What You Want Radio. As always, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and follow if you're on Spotify. Show notes for this episode and more can be found at dowhatyouwantradio.com. I am super active on my Instagram account at Jordan Heffler if you're interested in keeping up with me there. And I also have a weekly email newsletter that you can subscribe to at jordanheffler.com slash subscribe. Every Thursday, I send out a tip of the week along with promotional information about my Do What You Want workshop series, online e-courses that help you learn to create authentically branded content that leverage growth on your social media platforms all by yourself. I also have Lightroom presets, merchandise, and just general information about my life and photography business in these email newsletters. Y'all are so awesome for listening. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep doing what you want. (laughs) Did that sound too fake?